Welcome to the Bill Spadia Show on demand. Don't forget to subscribe and follow this show so you'll never miss a minute. Bill Spadia is compensated for commercial and nonprofit appearances. 610 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia with you until 10 o'clock this morning. Talking Jersey, taking your calls. 1-800-283-101.5. Big victory yesterday on this uh, crazy education act. But before I get to that and a lot of other stuff, Dan, uh, chilly this morning. Yes. This was the coldest morning I felt like in a week. Was it just me? At least a week for part of right? the state. It's the coldest it's been since January, believe it or not. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was bone chilling. It was. I it took me a few minutes to warm but up. But not biting necessarily, right? There's very little wind no, out there. No wind. It, it, just, yeah. it feels yeah. like February, especially with the snow on the ground in many spots yeah. still. Mm-hmm. I uh, I was thrilled that my friends uh, Mick at uh, Longford Landscaping had cleared the driveway because I thought this nice. morning that slushy mess... Would have been would have been a solid an ice rink. Yeah, yeah, would have been absolutely. an ice rink. So, sure. what do you think of the weekends here? Uh, you had said uh, quiet, almost. <laughs> almost right, but <laughs> it's only Thursday. It feels like it should be June by this point, right? Don't you? It was. It, I felt like it was a long week. Yes, but was. here we are on Thursday. Um, you're thinking quiet through the weekend or just a little spit of snow on Saturday? So two, on Saturday. two spits of snow. Yeah. One is going to come this evening. couple mm-hmm. hours of snowflakes and raindrops. Really no big deal. Okay. I've got a just-in-case half inch in the forecast for uh, North Jersey tonight. Saturday morning looks a little more impactful. By north, you mean 78 north? 78 north. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly yep. right. Um, Saturday is starting to look more interesting. I'm going a widespread one to three inches on the ground. uh, And that's mainly a South Jersey thing. It's been a while since we've had one of these South Jersey special. 195 South. I haven't decided yet where the dividing line is between one to two inches and two to three inches. So I'm painting it as one to three. Just know that the best potential for three inches of snow, and that's enough to cause travel difficulties. That would be in the southern part of the state. That's so interesting. And why is that? Just the storm system itself is passing south of New Jersey, but temperatures will be cold enough statewide that we're going to see an all-snow situation here. So no rain? I don't think so. There's one model that puts a little bit of warmer air like close to Cape May County, so yeah. there could be some mixing as it goes along, but I, I like the all-snow situation. It certainly makes for an easier forecast when it's all it's all nice and consistent across yeah, the right. state. Yeah, right. There's no snow, rain, sleet, ice, exactly. L-line. Just, it's just that conversational <laughs> snow that we yeah, talk about. We love and, that. You know, hopefully you don't have anywhere to be on Saturday, so you can just watch the flakes fall and enjoy it. And Sunday morning, uh, Elizabeth flights out at, I think she flies out at 8 from Newark. No problem, Sunday. So it's probably the next uh, perfectly quiet day really? that we have. Sunshine, we'll fairly light winds, and uh, almost seasonable temperatures. I think we'll warm up a little bit as we yeah. get into early next week. Awesome. Thank you, Dan. Yep. So, Eric, funny, uh, yesterday... Uh, now, I don't know if you and Sandra do gifts on Valentine's Day. We, no. we, we've we moved from gifts. We've moved on. from. We don't do it. We haven't done it in years. Uh, really, for any, any of the holidays between Jody and I. But last night, so we... Um, we go to Wegmans. So it's Ash Wednesday. We're like, all right, we're, we're doing fish tonight. So I did the clams and spaghetti. It came oh, out yeah. great. Um, but I also, they had these really awesome crab claws at uh, at Wegmans. The stone crab? Yeah, they were beautiful. I mean, oh. they were big. I mean it just, uh, they were delicious. I love stone crab. Yeah, but they, and they, I just bought them cooked and I made a cocktail sauce and they were, it was yeah. perfect. Oh. And uh, we did scallops as an appetizer. So it was, but, so I'm walking out. 
or we're walking in, I should say. And at Wegmans in in Lawrenceville, they, they have a they had an, a display of roses and flowers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah. should have seen the goofy guys standing. All these single guys must have been a dozen of them, completely confused, looking around, figuring out, oh, should I buy That's this one, fun. that one? I wanted to stand there and do like a commentary on it. <laughs> like I was ready to roll in the podcast team, be like, all right, that guy, no, that's not going to work. That guy's in trouble. So funny. We don't do that though. We just uh, I I went to the supermarket yesterday because I I'll do. A big dinner on Saturday because yeah. you know it's a school night, so it's tough because you know, she's getting home late because it's tax season, and you know. It, but I did a chicken piccata last night that was that was fantastic, and I'll do our traditional uh, Valentine's Day dinner. I'll do that on Saturday, and it's it's a petite fillet with a with a broiled lobster tail, delicious, um, or a crab cake. Yeah, um, but it was you know it was great last night, and I did I gave into the hype. I did buy flowers yesterday. Did you? Re- How about she that? hates flowers on Valentine's Day, by the way. She because it's, <laughs> it's too expensive; they're overpriced. But I actually found, and I didn't do the whole like rose bouquet thing, but they actually had a couple of things there that had some of her fra- favorite flowers from the summertime. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I liked that. So, so I, that's sentimental. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah. I bought because it was it, it, and it. I think it had like two red roses in the in the bouquet, um, and had that for her when she came in the door uh, last night, and then made dinner and had a quiet night with the dogs. And yeah, that was, we had a quiet night extent. too. It was uh, it was nice. It was nice to have a quiet night. I was in. I was actually in bed early last night. Yeah, I think we were often. too. And it was because um, the the dogs were tired. And they were ready to go, and you know it's usually by eight thirty, nine o'clock is when I start heading up the stairs. And she was like, "Just all go snuggle with the dogs." I'm like, "All right, let's go do that." Yeah, so well, that was that was funny. now that got that is about as relaxing a Valentine's Day as you've right. <laughs> <laughs> so, question for you: Did you uh, did you do it yesterday? Did you go out buy a gift? Did you buy flowers? Were, were you one of the guys? That I passed standing at Wegman's, it was uh, it was just a funny sight because the the confusion and the, these guys were probably all I'm going to say between 25 and 45, and uh, look each looking more confused than the next. And I'm like Wegman's, here's a tip: I would hire somebody to upsell all those guys that are coming in on Valentine's Day. They're totally desperate. It's last minute. You know they're on their way to the girl's house. And they had no idea what they were doing. I was thinking that you could have like a flower consultant on the holiday. 1-800-283-101.5 is my number. 616. Fast traffic instant weather next. 623 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadio with you at 10 o'clock this morning. Talk to Jersey. Taking your calls. 1-800-283-101.5. So, had a funny... Visit to Wegman's yesterday. We were going in to buy uh, buy dinner. You know, Jody and I are running around like crazy. It's it's like the the busyness of the wedding weekend, and then hit the ground running with um, events and meetings and everything going on. We had a quiet dinner last night, which was great. And we we went to Wegman's, and what struck me it's just I, you walk into Wegman's in the the front doors, and there's a whole bank of flowers. They had a whole Valentine's Day display, and the dozen guys that were just in pain over this display, trying to figure out what was right. I actually stood there, yes, staring for at least a minute or so because it was fascinating. It was like uh, watching them in the real environment of the confusion of what do I get 
the girl that I'm on my second date with, third date, fourth date, the, uh, and it was it was comical. And I I wonder how they all made out last night. Let's go to Jim in Branchburg. What's going on, Jim? Hey, hi. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing great, Jim. I'm doing great. So I didn't I didn't go to I didn't go to Wegmans. I was um, Trader Joe's, and I was on my way from work down by where you are. Yeah. Up to William Patterson with my to meet my wife and watch our daughter play basketball. So I was going to take flowers, and there was this young guy that. He, he had that deer in the headlights look yeah. and he, he looked at me and I said, well, yeah, you, you probably should maybe, uh, why don't you get those? <laughs> so I helped him out a little bit and he's going to pay. I said, Oh, by the way, young man, uh, this has worked pretty well for me for 28 years. You might want to get a card too. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. We're walking out, we're walking out and he says, well, the girl's in the car. And I look in the car, and I, I don't see a girl, but I see a dog, and I go, oh, this is a whole different deal. <laughs> you, you know what? To, to each his own, right? You never know. That's funny. There you go. Jim, that's funny. It's the, uh, I, I loved the confusion. It was, and I thought it was good because as confused as the guys were, at least they were making the effort, right? That's right. Yeah, I hear you. How long have you been married, Jim? 28 years. No kidding. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. That's great. All right, man. Have a great rest of your day, Jim. Thanks for calling. All right, everybody else hang in there. So did you uh, did you do it? Did you buy the flowers yesterday? Did you, uh, do you have the card? Or are you like me? We don't do cards or flowers. We, uh, we did, though, have a nice quiet night at home. And, uh, of course, it was Ash Wednesday. So uh, we had the one dinner and, uh, and no meat. Yeah, but the clams and spaghetti were great. So to me, that's a fantastic substitute. Um, 1-800-283-101.5 is my number. I'd love to hear from you if you were one of those confused guys. Did you pull it off yesterday? Did you get the right gift? Or were you left scratching your head thinking, what did I do wrong? 1-800-283-101.5-626. Eric Scott with the news next. Six thirty-eight on New Jersey one hundred one point five. Good morning. I am Bill Spadio with you at ten o'clock this morning. Talking Jersey, taking your calls one 1015 I Want to thank Parks Casino and Sportsbook for sponsoring New Jersey Chime Time. Um, Eric, another funny thing happened. Uh, Wegman's was like full of uh, stories yesterday. <laughs> so we're I'm at the checkout line and I have my common sense bags are our, our, our so-called single use which are actually uh, triple use yep and by the way they're very high quality these are not your thank you bags you buy on amazon they're a little bit they thicker actually, right yeah, they're, they're a little thicker yep, yep. right they and a lot uh, of dog poop right you can fill a lot of poop you <laughs> one bag for the entire yard um and uh, and i'm walking out so i i before we go in we we keep them in the cars so i i grab a handful of bags i'm walking out and after we bag our stuff, and I'm very dramatic with it, you know, as so I, I fill it with air and then make sure everyone knows I'm using the plastic bag. Um, and it was funny because the guy in front of me had a mask on, and I'm like, oh, oh this boy. guy must hate me. I'm, I'm crowding his space. I'm using plastic. <laughs> so um, the woman behind me, I didn't notice, but Jody turned around as we were wheeling the cart out. She's like, that woman forgot her bags. So I turn around and I see her and she's got this face on and she's talking to the clerk and he's like, she's like, do, do, I, do you have any bags? Like, well, you can buy the bag. They've got the big thick bags for sale. So I walk over and I, I said, did you forget your bags? 
She's like, yes. Like, almost concerned, why is a stranger walking yeah, right, up to me? Right, right. And I just, I said, take these. And I handed it to her. Her face, you would think that I just baked her a cake <laughs> or, you know, handed her a $100 bill. She had this face like... Thank you. You could hear the angels singing oh, and the bells. Funny. It was just a funny moment. Oh, so that was my good deed for yesterday. That's awesome. Right? I, I mean, that's I. I sometimes will shop in Pennsylvania um, <laughs> just to get the bags. <laughs> right. I, I will literally put one thing in a plastic bag and put it in the cart. Just so you start Just, storing and, them up. And, I'll, and if the clerk's not looking in the self-checkout, yeah. I'll grab a handful of them, throw them in the bottom of a bag because I, <laughs> I use them to clean up the yard. I use them as trash bags. Yeah, I use them, you know, it's, I, I, ugh. And that what's funny is they are so <clears throat> desperate to, to justify this bag ban. We now know the use of plastic uh, is up threefold, yeah. like literally tripled since yeah. the bag ban. Because what happened was everybody's used buying the, the big, the uh, bigger bags. Yep. But they're using them as single use. Yep. And what's funny about the thicker bags, first of all, you throw, you got meat in there. I mean, how many times have you bought ground beef and there's a little bit oh. of drippage comes out, yeah. chicken, whatever. It's not, they're not perfectly sealed. Now, because even before the, the bag ban, I had cloth bags that I would use and they would go on the washing machine because they were heavy duty yeah. canvas bags and they right. could go on the washing machine. And I like that for... The heavier stuff, like if I was buying easier to make one trip. Yep, because yep, I could I it. could carry them all. But all the meat and stuff like that, that all went into a plastic bag. Of course, of course. You know, it just it's well. What struck me is funny. I mean, not only I, when I toured um, the our, our the uh, the bag makers, and we talked about it, they're like, you know, our our production's actually up because they're making more of the vegetable bags, right? The produce right. bags yep. are increasing yep. those. Yep. So every single thing in the store is in plastic. The milk you buy comes in a plastic jug. Mm -hmm. The water bottles that you buy if you're not drinking the tap water, and man, we gotta talk about Newark for a second. Legionnaire's disease, if you take a shower? Yeah. What the yeah. hell? At the Renaissance Hotel. And uh, this has started a whole big thing. So now imagine this, you book- Where's the Renaissance? Is that right at the airport? It's right by the airport. In fact, it's, I have, um, I have stayed at that hotel when we've had a really early morning flight. Really? You, you can park there. They'll let you yeah. park your car there. Free? Um, eh, not free. Um, so I think the... you get like two nights free. But right, if you're so... staying there a night and then you're leaving your car for seven days. Oh, I see. You can leave your car there while yes. you're traveling. Correct. Oh, that's not bad. Right? So if we had a 5.30, 6 o'clock flight, we would go up, we'd stay there. And then, you know, get up and yeah. and walk, literally walk across to the airport. Um, but this is now you're checking in and they hand you a letter that says, don't take a shower. And it's all, <laughs> the letter is very detailed. They actually go through saying, it's safe to brush your teeth. You can take a bath, but don't stay in the bathroom as the tub is filling. You can drink the water, but start with cool water because you don't want the steam. Oh my it's, yeah, God. it's a. Fr it, the, it, How is it okay to brush your teeth? Right to well, put it in your mouth. You cannot get Legionnaires' disease from drinking water. It's only when the water is aerosolized and you inhale it that the bacteria gets into your lungs. Uh, really? Yeah. I don't know. I want to check. I, that sounds very sciencey. I want to check. I want, <laughs> I want to check facts on that. Like, wait, I, I there's no way that I would ever stay there. Like I, right. that is, but what do you do if you're a traveler? I mean, as a, 
when I was traveling for business, I mean, I, I was traveling ten days out of the month for a for a, for a few years. Yeah, and yeah, you had no choice. I mean, I can only imagine some of the places. I remember staying at some of these small airports, and you know, you get in midnight, nothing's open. So I have I have bought dinner at a gas station mm-hmm. and checked into the local you know crap hotel yeah and and you just do what you have to do when you're when you're working like that but yeah. I you're stuck I, I, how are they going to avoid I can't imagine that they're not going to get sued like I would be on the phone with my attorney if 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 I yeah, there's a, like there's Legionnaires disease but you're stuck unless you give me my money back and drive me to an adjacent hotel right well and what some of the the people that have stayed at the hotel their objection was hey listen you i made this reservation you didn't tell me this at the time of my reservation there's nothing on your website about it i yeah. you know, I, you're handing me a paper letter when i check in saying wow. you can stay here but you can't take a shower that or is, you shouldn't take a shower should. and there are consumer protection laws against that and th- against you know what hotels can and cannot do and whether there's water available this kind of falls in one of those weird gray areas and to I'm your sure point, they check with their attorneys to say what do we without have to a doubt. Do? I, it, I'm, I guarantee you this letter was written by an attorney, or at least was approved yeah. by an attorney. I mean, it would almost happen to be have to be. How are they um, going to handle it if somebody gets sick? Well, there were at least, according to the figures from the state health department, at least two people that stayed at a quote unquote Newark area hotel did come down with Legionnaires' disease. But we know the water. And that, actually, I got on the water story because I'm thinking about the stupid bag ban. They focused on that. Yet, uh, you know, our, my friend Jamal Holly, former assemblyman, was was handing out bottled water because the kids couldn't drink the water right, with right. the lead in the pipes. I mean, Newark water, my God, it's been a disaster for years. Well, and they're not sure that this is isolated only to that hotel. They don't know that if it's, if it's the hotel water supply that's contaminated or if it's water that's coming in from somewhere else that's contaminated. I mean... Legionnaires' disease has been an issue in a number of different water systems around the state going on for the past couple of years. I mean, there were some concerns even in and around Mercer County, yeah. um, you know, where towns like Hamilton, Robbinsville, things like that, where you had some cases. Of. And that's the thing. I mean, I don't drink the tap water. We have Mountain Valley water. We get our water from it's delivered through uh, Crystal Springs or whatever yeah. the service yeah. is. And uh, it, it's worth the expense. We cook with it. We make our coffee with it. Mm-hmm. But... As uh, as has been pointed out to me, I'm still showering in the other water. Right. So what you really need is a filter in your whole house. Yeah. I mean, and they make them for all of that stuff. And, you know, it takes the fluoride out of the water. It takes all the hard um, yeah. you know, metals out of the out of the water. It, it softens it, you know, and it's and I don't have one in this house. My previous house I did. And let me tell you, it made a huge yeah. Difference, huge difference. We have a well in Vermont, and the water's delicious. I mean, it's just well. The town that I grew up in Uh, is called Springville for Uh, all of the natural springs, and it's uh, when when we used to travel back with the kids, we would bring those. What are they? Five gallon jugs of of water. We would put four or five of those in the back of the car, and we would fill them up with tap water and bring them home. That's that's how good the water was. Right, because it's coming out of the ground, and you know it's natural. All right, it's six forty seven. If you, uh, I want to talk about this water thing for a minute. If you stayed at any Newark area hotel. Would you stay again? I got to tell you, it's a big no for me. 1 800 283 101.5, 647, fast driving instant weather. 654 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadio with you at 10 o'clock this morning, talking Jersey, taking your calls. 1 800 283 101.5. Um, 
the uh, there's a great New Jersey small business, ANS Plastic Corp, uh, a fantastic company that uh, actually makes our bags. Uh, they're in New Brunswick, and I will link to the site. I'm going to put this on New Jersey 101.5's website, nj1015.com slash Spadia that you can go and buy your bags. Now, you got to buy them in bulk. There's two ways to get my plastic bags. Show up at an event. You can go to BillSpadia.com. Check out where I'm going to be next. We always have a stock of plastic bags that we give away. Or you can buy your own in bulk. Now, they come uh, they come in cases of 1,000. So, And they're great bags, by the way. So these are not what you're buying on Amazon. A lot of people show me that they, they're buying their own bags, those cheapo thank you bags. They're too thin. you got a double and triple bag if you're buying something heavy. You buy a... Uh, you know, pork shoulder, and you need three of those thank you bags. You only need one of my common sense bags. So I want you to go to the website, nj1015.com. As a matter of fact, before we do that, I will ask producer Kristen right now, if you are on the app, to share the article. It's titled, Spadia Has Your Workaround for NJ Plastic Bag Ban. And the link is right in there. So you can start shopping again like a normal American. And to the uh, woman yesterday who we helped... Um, I'm out there. You know, the Tooth Fairy gives you uh, gives you uh, coins for your teeth. Well, we're doing the same for your shopping bags. We're like the shopping bag fairies walking around stores around New Jersey, giving out plastic bags to all shoppers inconvenienced by the virtue signaling ignoramuses that run our state. Change is coming, so we'll alert that today. Um, on the other side of the news, I want to share with you a big victory we had. We flooded Teresa Ruiz's numbers yesterday, uh, Andrew Zwicker's phone. It was fantastic. And guess what? End of the day, well, I'll tell you what happened with this assault on parental rights. Other side of the news, next, 656. 710 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia. As you remember from yesterday, the uh, this ridiculous assault on parental rights continues in Trenton. We had a number of state senators, Andrew Zwicker and Teresa Ruiz among them, uh, pushing what they're calling the Freedom to Read Act, what we are calling the Freedom to Protect Groomers and Sexualize Children Act. Um, here's the great news. We opened up our phone lines and our listeners worked overtime yesterday, blowing up the phones of Zwicker, Ruiz, and members of the committee. And the great news is that we scored a victory yesterday this this ridiculous propaganda to sexualize kids has actually been removed from the agenda of the Senate Education Committee today, which is a big, big deal. It shows that your voice can be heard. I want to check in with my friend Sean Highland, who is with the New Jersey Family Policy Council. Sean has been fighting alongside of families and kids uh, for years with his career, and uh, the Family Policy Center certainly uh, played a role in getting this off the agenda. Sean, welcome back to New Jersey 101.5. How are you? Doing great, Bill. Thanks again for having me on your show. And again, thank you and your listeners for the job that you and, and, and they did yesterday by 
just really, as you said, picking up that phone, making those phone calls, sending those emails, it really made a major difference. And as you just mentioned, we got news last night at 5.15 p.m. that they pulled that bill from the agenda because they really heard the people of New Jersey, and we really brought a light to the, the shameful bill they were trying to push on our kids and on our families. What's next, Sean? I mean, I, I, I look at it this way, that these guys, they're not going to give up. I mean, they, they even in the face of, of facts and pushback, they, the decisions coming out of Trenton are all about empowering the elites in Trenton, nothing to do about making our schools better for our kids or empowering mom and dad. So what's next and what do you want folks to know as far as how to stay vigilant with this? Yeah, well, don't give up now and walk away. We don't know what the next steps are. I know in March there is an Assembly Education Committee. There is a matching Assembly Bill, 3446, that matches the Senate Bill. We do believe and we hope that the Assembly will also pull that from any proposed agenda that they might have. The members of the Assembly, that's a two-year term. Uh, next year, up for election again. And if they're going to pass a bill that has to change the criminal code to give a kid a book, that's a problem. And so we hope every legislator is on high notice that we are watching them and we're going to make sure they're held accountable. That's a great way to say it, Sean. Change the criminal code to give a kid a book. You could add to that, give a kid a book that is essentially pornography. I mean, I, I've, I've seen some of these books. You cannot unsee what they're doing. And, and I, I, we would not be able to post some of the, the pictures depicted in these books on our corporate website. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. If I was even read the, the criminal statute that they're trying to make teachers and librarians exempt from, even the criminal statute and their terms, I'm not even sure if I can say that stuff on the radio. No, but you're yet, right. It, you, you can't. And yet, at the same time, they're going to allow teachers and librarians to have an affirmative defense or prosecution if they show these kids these, this obscene material. I mean, let's be clear. No government employee under any circumstances should be exempt from the law that prohibits adults from knowingly showing, exhibiting, and promoting obscene materials to children. No government employee should be exempt from that. Yeah, I think you're 100% right on that. Sean, how do people get in touch with you if they want to learn more about the New Jersey Family Policy Center? Well, they go to njfpc.org. That's njfpc.org. We also have a special webpage dedicated specifically to this bill exposing the outrageous things this bill does, go to jerseyvotesno.com, jerseyvotesno.com. It's a page with the bill laid out, the problems of the bill, and why we're exposing it as an outrageous and offensive move against parents. Fantastic. Sean, thank you. Thank you. Keep the faith. Keep the fight. Appreciated the kind words at the top, and uh, you and I will be in touch. I'll see you on the trail very soon. Thank you, Bill. We appreciate you. You got it. That was Sean Hyland from the New Jersey Family Policy Center, uh, jerseyvotesno.com. I will, um, I'll, I'll get this link to our site later today as well, just so you have all the information. On the other side, I want to check in with my friend uh, Kristen Kobo, who is the mom being sued by a school librarian for exposing the what I will call, the courts may disagree, but I will call pornography pushing on these kids. This stuff has got to stop and um, it, as it makes its way around the courts, that what they're doing in the legislature is trying to protect these wayward librarians and other school administrators who think it's perfectly fine to have books available to children who are minors. Um, uh, literally, some of them just entering, if not before they enter puberty, exposed to very sexually explicit material. Uh, one mom stood her ground and uh, is on the wrong side of a lawsuit because of it. But she is standing firm, and uh, she'll join me on the other side of Traffic and Weather next. 
722 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadio with you at 10 o'clock this morning. Talking Jersey, taking your calls. 1-800-283-101.5. So your government in Trenton is on an all-out jihad against mom and dad. They uh, they want to now remove uh, librarians and school administrators from any potential of being sued or prosecuted uh, based on the current laws that we have on the books that do not allow adults to sexualize children. The very fact that we have to have this debate is so patently absurd. It is. Uh, it just shows you how far gone New Jersey government has uh, has fallen, and 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 how removed our government is from normal people. There, any normal adult that you talk to, I don't care if they're left or right. I don't care if they are. Uh, they voted for Joe Biden over Trump. Doesn't matter. They 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 don't want to give sexually explicit material to kids. So you have to ask yourself, what was Senator Andrews Wicker thinking? Like, why is he so interested in pushing sexually explicit material on kids? You could ask the same question of the librarian at Roxbury High School who is suing uh, parents who spoke out at a school board meeting saying, "Hey." We'd like some of these books that are sexually explicit to not be available to children. Good grief. Joining me now, one of those moms, Kristen Kobo. Kristen, good morning. Good morning, Bill. How are you? Well, I'm doing great. First of all, congratulations. I know you and your fellow advocate moms were uh, pushing hard on this uh, against this bill yesterday. And uh, we did it. We got it removed from the Senate committee. It was at least a first step victory. We did. Thank you so much for your help and advocacy as well. Thanks for saying that. I, it was it was the listeners. People really. I mean, I I opened it up. We had Zwicker's phone knocked out and uh, Ruiz within thirty minutes. That so many people started calling. It was fantastic. But let me ask you, Kristen, what is the update with the lawsuit? You and uh, and Christina. Uh, your fellow mom who is being sued by this librarian, where does this stand? We are just through the discovery phase of our lawsuit and they continue to carry on. So there's no end in sight at this point. They're not backing down. Um, I think through this law, we have seen um, that librarians are being coached by the American Library Association Mm -hmm. and encouraged to go after parents. Um, They're, They're grooming the librarians to groom the kids. It's amazing. It's it's unreal, and they are offering up to five hundred thousand dollars. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. So they're offering money in large amounts for these librarians to attack parents and essentially yeah. uh, strip them of their First Amendment rights. How are they? What, what are you hearing? I mean, are they? Is this uh, extra compensation? Are they saying go ahead and sue them and we'll pay your legal fees? What what's happening? Yeah, yeah, that's that's what the American Library Association is saying. They're saying parents are standing up and speaking up against these books. You could sue them for defamation in the amount of up to five hundred thousand dollars, basically to get them to sit down and shut up. And, you know, it's that's what they tried to do with us, in our opinion. And it's not happening. As far as I'm concerned, if librarians aren't doing anything wrong, sharing this material, then why would they need exemption from the obscenity statute? I mean, it's a, we need it's to stand point. up and protect children. And and the one of the books that was at the top of the list of the books being challenged. And by the way, uh, it's a lie to call this a book ban. It's it's the same thing I said yesterday that if you wanted to put a pornographic magazine 
in a school, most people say, no, you got You can't do that. You're not, you're not making the, the porn illegal. You just are keeping away from kids. And in a high school library, you could have kids, you know, 12, 13 years old that have access to this. Uh, the one book was the book Gender Queer, which, which we've seen some of the pictures from this, clearly shows older men with younger kids. Absolutely. Pedophilia. Several of the books that we questioned had uh, circumstances with pedophilia, um, incest, and very disturbing topics that would absolutely impact a child's development. Yeah. So what uh, what can people do? Uh, Do you have a website or a Facebook page of support for you and the moms? Yeah. The website is www.defendparentalrights.org. We also have a website through Roxbury Parental Rights Group where people can get in touch. They can see the books. They can reach out to us. That's www.rprie.org. And they could also find me on Twitter at Kobo Kristen. Uh, and wait, that website again, it was R-P-R-I-E? Yep, Roxbury Parental Rights and Education. Okay, dot org. Okay, got it. And uh, follow you on Twitter at uh, Kobo Kristen. All right, Kristen, always good to talk to you. I will see you out on the trail very soon. The fight continues, and we stand there with you 100%. Thanks, Bill. This is proof. Standing up works. So Standing up works. You, you got it. You take care. All right, everybody else hang in there. Uh, we pushed back. You called. And it worked. And we got it taken off the Senate committee. Step one, the fight continues to defend kids and parents in New Jersey. 728, Eric Scott with your news next. 738 on New Jersey 101.5. I want to thank Parks Casino and Sportsbook for sponsoring New Jersey Chime Time on the morning show. Um, Eric, I was retelling the story to um, producer Kristen when I was at line at Wegmans and we walk out. And thankfully, Jody pays attention. She's got very good situational (laughs) awareness. She's like, that lady forgot her bags. And I turn around and I see, you know, you have that that face that people have when they forget their bags. And I just went in, inserted myself into the conversation between the shopper and the checkout guy. And I'm like, did you forget your bags? She had that look like... Yes, I did. I said, well, here you go, ma'am. And I had a, a handful of bags. And I, I was saying this to producer Kristen this morning. I was kind of like, I was like the, the, I compared it to the tooth fairy. I, yeah, I did. you compared yourself to I the did. tooth fairy. Does that make me the bag fairy? <laughs> Specify, what kind of bags? Yeah. Plastic bags? Plastic well, bags. But you know what? Yeah. What do you think her reaction was when she finished bagging, got home, and was like, that guy's face is on <laughs> this bag. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> you know, that I, I, that's funny. I didn't think of that either. That's a good point. I right. love the fact that your face is on the bag. I actually turn it inside out when I'm cleaning up after the dogs. Womp. I figured. I figured look, I, I will say that part of what we encourage people that, you know, if you're less than thrilled that looking at my face, you can just <laughs> smear it and poop and that's it. And you've got it. But it, on a serious, that's a funny thought. I, I did not think of her reaction to say, oh, that's the guy. Like, uh, you know, but I think this could be a thing. I should travel the state and wait for people to forget their bags. Because you have all in. that extra time. Right. I know. I know. That's the problem. But you've all done it, though. You Right? You, you're at checkout. Yep. And I am so aggravated. I won't buy the reusable bags. Oh, you're better than me. I won't do it. No, I, I won't it, do it either. It makes me... Because no, I have a billion stuff. of them. So I, I am not buying anymore. I am I am contributing to landfill space fill up. I mean, I, I throw... 
because I can't get the stores to not deliver groceries when you do the online shopping. Mm -hmm. in, they deliver them in the big bags. Now, I realize I'm paying for them, but there's only so many of those stupid thick bags you can use. I don't need a hundred of them. If you do... So I throw them away. Like the big box stores, is it... Because when we go down the shore, I order stuff in bulk to come in. And I, wanna, I think it's Costco. It comes in cardboard boxes. Yes. No bags. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. cardboard boxes. Yeah, they, they have them in the store, right? They have crates of them in yes. the store. So when you're walking out after you check out... You can take a box. Yeah, you grab a cardboard box. Does Costco do that? Yes. We were just yeah. at Costco. I didn't even notice they, that. They yep. do. I do it every time I'm there. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Right, because you get some things that... It, it's a pain in the neck. But but the box stores like that, the bulk stores have been without bags forever. Yeah, right? they never had They've bags. They've never had you bags. You usually just put it right back in your cart and then load it into, into your yeah, car. Yeah, because you're buying bigger, bulkier <laughs> things. Right. But I didn't know that. That's a good idea for some of the smaller items. Like if you buy meat, bread, fish, that kind of thing. You know, it's like also going to the liquor store. They have all the liquor boxes. So they'll put everything yeah. in a box for That's you. That's right. I, it is a, every two weeks I have a box day. It's a new twist on Boxing Day uh, where I have to spend the time breaking down all the stupid boxes. So I now leave them around the side of the house hoping that we'll get precipitation. Oh, see, that's mean. <laughs> Why? Because if you're... a are you just leaving them loose at the, no, at the curb? No, 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 I, I leave them before I, no, I wait, I get them wet so I can stuff them into the recycle bin. Oh, oh no, down. come on. Yeah. First of all, I well, tip my recycle guy. Second of all, um, no, but but I find myself with so many more boxes now than before. Yeah. No, I have, we have a lot of right? boxes and it's, and what I do is I don't break them down anymore. And I even asked, I asked the, the, the guys, cause I, I tip the collection guys too. I said, do you want me to break these down or do you want me to just stack them? So I, What did they say? So they said, it's easier for us if you stack them. Stack the boxes instead of breaking them down. Right. So what I wind up really? doing is I, I do the same thing you do, but I, I make a game out of it. So I don't cut them down and break them apart. I take smaller box, put it into a slightly bigger box, into a slightly bigger box, into a slightly bigger box so that I have this whole... I have a box I thought that of boxes. Was more annoying for them. It's easier. The guy told me it is easier for me to pick that up and put it in the truck than it is to pick up the breakdown cardboard because that, especially if it gets wet or I pick that up loose, it falls apart. Then I got to bend down and pick up more stuff. Or if I can just pick up a box of boxes, I can throw it right into the truck. You have just changed my entire recycling routine, right? I, I it, it's easier. I'd rather play the game of of mixing and matching than uh, I the bad the the barrel's not big enough, which is why no, I like when they, big enough. when they get no. wet, you can kind of crush them up and right. then you know they they dry out and then I don't. But make then they got to pick the bucket up and they got to shake the bucket because it sticks to the inside because it got wet and then it's all packed in there so that they whereas they can that? just bend down, grab the box of boxes, throw it into the truck, and you're done. How about that? And even if they get wet. They're not going to fall apart. I want to look at the. I wonder what the budget is like the for, to have two trucks coming instead of one truck oh. coming, right? And well, that's a whole other. And, I mean, we, the, you know, for me, I, I would end this uh, mandatory recycling altogether. It's such a boondoggle for the taxpayers. So expensive. You, know, you think you're getting a break, but then I mean, oh. how many of these recycling plants have gone under? They don't. They're not. What are they using it for? Who wants this discarded stuff? The whole thing is a mess. Well, I went to our local recycling center, so everybody or environmental center or whatever they call it now, right? So you can go there and you can turn in like your old paint cans or yeah, batteries yeah, or yeah. your electronics and stuff that. like that. You know, you'd think that 
Okay, well, they're going to do something with it. There are mountains right. of this stuff. They do nothing with it. At the recycling center, just sitting there. Right. They don't know what to do with it. In the rain and leaching into the soil. Yes. And it's, it, uh, yeah. We, we, guys, I have said this before and I've written several articles. And if you read the article the producer Kristen just sent out, it links back to some other articles where I talked about that the science of it, we have more than 50 years of landfill space available right now if you don't dig one more hole. And companies like Waste Management are out there harnessing the methane that is released by these landfills to actually heat and power homes. I am a believer in landfills. They are one of the most usable, functioning, energy-producing products that we have out there it should be incentivized by government to make sure that people who are uh, who own the landfills have some tax incentive to partner with energy companies in order to produce electricity. There's no reason to let anything go to waste, no pun intended. But uh, my quick question to you this morning is, how many times have you forgotten your bags and would you like to see the bag fairy at your local supermarket, handing out plastic bags to all the unhappy shoppers. 1-800-283-101.5 is my number. 746 is the time. Traffic and weather next. 753 on New Jersey, 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia. So um, yesterday I'm in Wegmans and a woman forgot her bags. And I was more than happy to provide a handful of plastic bags for her, hopefully saving her shopping experience. So my question is, how often do you get to the store and you're like, ah, I forgot my bags? And wouldn't it be nice if the bag fairy was there to help you out? Let's go to Cheryl in Robbinsville. So Cheryl, the bags are good for people like your mom. What do you mean? herself and um it's in a complex and mm -hmm. there has been like some rodent issues so she likes to take her garbage out every day so you know finding plastic bags that small like we used to have at shop right and stuff like that mm -hmm. is very difficult right so you know it's like now where does she get them nowhere right right <laughs> um the, the other thing is you know i take my dog for a walk probably me and my mom between us both three, four times a day. Well, what do we use? The plastic right. bags from the newspaper. So right. how how is it really, really helping the plastic bag issue? That it, is my question. Not only, well, it's a great question, Cheryl. And the answer is not only is it working against the very purpose, the stated purpose of the ban, um, they will tell you, there was a news report this morning saying we have reduced single-use plastic bags by uh, 60%. But what they don't tell you is overall use of plastic bags is has gone up three times. So we now have triple the amount of plastic being used in bags than we had before the ban. And the reason that people are now buying the thicker plastic bags, they're too thick to use in the line of trash can. They're too thick to uh, use to pick up after the dog. And because they're so thick and have handles, you can't use them for trash. So they are completely, they are truly single purpose. And you know what most people are doing, Cheryl? They're, they're in their closet. They're in the back of the car. The other day, I cleaned out our closet. I had literally must have had a 100 of the... Um, Wegman's black bags that they, they used for the home delivery. 
So I filled oh, a, yeah, a garbage bag, right? Bill, at work, we had Walmart deliver supplies at, yeah. at, at our work, okay, with the thick, like, canvas bag. Yeah. Okay? So they probably charge us for them. And, you know, that just adds to all of the other reusable bags I have. Like, really? Right. When, and you know what? They're not canvas. They're, they are they are made from plastic. They're fossil fuels. They're oil. I mean, it's, it is so maddening. And I called this out back in 2020, and there's an article that I'm posting today uh, that said, hey, guys, plastic bag use is actually going to go up if you ban the single-use plastic bags. And that's exactly what happened. And, you know, good on the plastic bag industry to adopt and, and, and adapt and change to this, and they're making money, but... It did not do anything close to what the virtue signalers wanted, but now they're too afraid to admit they were wrong. So we just have to exactly. we just have to get in and, and end the ban. It will be ended. It is a day one project for this common sense agenda. It's got to be ended immediately. It is. It was a dumb idea, and you know if they banned plastic outright, at least you could make an argument that you were making your food products safer because you weren't wrapping the meat in plastic. I get that. We're never going to do that. And I don't know that we should do that. But the one thing we should not do is select something that feels good and then make the problem worse. And that's what we've done with I, the bag, I man. Agree. I agree with you 100%. Thanks, I mean, Cheryl. It's common, it's, it's common sense. Right? That's what, it is. That's what we need more of. I don't really know if there's any more left in this country, so. We're, we are we are bringing it back, Cheryl. Don't worry. Keep the faith. It's going to happen. Have a great rest of your day and best to your mom. Thanks, Cheryl. Greg, I'll get to you first on the other side of the news. Next. eight eleven on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadio with you till 10 o'clock this morning. Talking Jersey, taking your calls. 1-800-283-101.5. So we'll have the uh, the link was alerted by producer Kristen. Uh, ANS Plastics is uh, is the company in New Jersey that we use to make our plastic bags. And I don't know about you, but it's so aggravating to get to the store and realize you forgot your plastic bags. Right now, put them in our cars. I try to remember every time. I refuse to buy the big bags. It's just too annoying and. Um, you know, the, the, the band was, it was always going to fail. We knew that years before it took off. And I, yes, I've shared the articles that I wrote saying that we would end up using two to three times the amount of plastic that we use now. And as we now know, conclusively, the number is three times triple the amount of plastic now for bags than before the New Jersey bag ban. Um, we do a lot of virtue signaling in this state and sadly it, you pay for it. Let's go to Greg in Freehold. Morning, Greg. Morning, Bill. How are you? Um, I'm all right. So I never forget my bags. I already have them. I always have them in the trunk of yep. my car or my wife's car. So it, it doesn't bother me as such, but that's not the point. Liberalism has no limiting principle, right? They, they want to tell us we can't have gas-powered cars, gas-powered stoves, plastic bags. There's just no area of our lives they won't stick their noses into. And it's entirely counterproductive, right? If we didn't have plastics, we'd be living like it's, you know, 1801. Plastics are in everything we do. Planes, trains, cars, medical, telecommunications, computers. Everything. Yes. Everything, right? So 
It's and you know, eighty percent of a grocery store is wrapped in plastic. So yes. whatever plastic they think they're saving, and of course they're not, it's swamped by the plastic used elsewhere. We just have to find better ways of disposing of it. And <clears throat> every day we go talking about plastics and other things. We're not talking about property taxes, right? And the high cost of living, which is the number one issue in this state. So Governor Murphy and the Democrats crow about how much plastic use has gone down, which of course is a lie. But every minute they spend talking about that, we're not talking about how expensive it is in New Jersey and how much more expensive it's getting and it's going to get, right? So the, the plastic is just a very small issue and it pales in comparison to the bankruptcy of the state, which is imminent. Well, it, it, you know, Greg, the, the plastic bag ban is important in this sense that it shows that this government works to empower government bureaucrats and elite insiders and it's everything it's whether it's the cost of gas they they slap you in the face and say we're not only going to raise the gas tax uh by the way republican steve oraho was the architect of that with governor christie so we had a republican gas tax that was a slated to go and fix the roads etc we know we now know that that money did not go to where it was intended um, back into the general fund, as it always does. And the money that was allocated by question two a few years back that we fought hard against um, was determined by the DOT. So, in other words, it didn't have to go fill the pothole with that. They could pay an engineer or a consultant or a lawyer, and that's what they did. And and the point, the point I'm making is that whether it's a 23-cent gas tax or it's a ban on plastic bags, the government will do anything but address the real issues. And and to your point of the cost of living, Greg, all of your cost of living goes up every time they virtue signal on something ridiculous. That's the problem. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as it relates to the, the gas tax and road construction, we still pay one point one million dollars to right. pave a single mile of road. And West Virginia spends twenty one thousand to pave a single mile of road. Right. So it doesn't matter how high you raise the gas tax, if we're paying outrageous sums and rising, we're never going to get ahead of the the infrastructure needs that we have in this state because we have a lot of damaged roads and we have the worst roads in the country, by the way. We pay the most and we have the worst roads in the country. Well, just ask any truck driver on the one and nine, right? Right. I mean, it's a disaster. Yeah, you're not kidding. All right, man, I've got to jump, but always good to talk to you, Greg. Hey, what's the countdown? What are we up to? One year, six months and five days. One year, six months, five days. Wow. Man, it's it's 2025 is is fast coming. Unbelievable. All right, we're working hard to keep you, Greg. You know that. Enjoy the day. Right. Best Bye. of the family. You got it. 815, other side of the news. Question for you. Have you ever uh, been caught in a situation where a stranger was able to help you, whether your car broke down or, like yesterday, woman runs out of plastic bags or forgets them, someone was there to help her? Has that ever happened to you? Are you the stranger that helps other people, or have you been helped by the kindness of others? 1 800 283 1015 816. Fast traffic instant weather's arrow. 823 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia with it at 10 o'clock this morning. Talking Jersey, taking your calls. 1 800 283 1015.5. I was talking to producer Kristen coming in this morning, and she, uh, she, was reminding me of this article about the kid who was digging on the beach and 
fell into the hole and and the hole caved in and the dad uh dug him out struck me as kind of odd i don't know if it was uh if it was this week that that happened that anybody that was nice enough to be on the beach in february kind of an oddball uh, time of year but we got to talking uh, you know because she's got little kids now now we're empty nesters as far as the kids are concerned and at some point, hopefully in the next uh, few years, we'll be uh, entering into that grandparent phase. That said, as I was flipping through uh, yesterday, we had some downtime. There's that movie called The Mandela Effect. And if you've not watched it, I, I, I haven't watched it, but I, I saw the, the previews and the trailer. And it's a mom and dad on the beach and their little girl says, hey, mom and dad, I'm going to go in the water. I'm going to go play. And, and the kid goes out of sight and then is gone. And the movie is about whether or not they're in parallel universes or it gets a little bit wacky. But but the, the point is that every one of us as parents have had that moment where you you were scared to death that you had just lost your kid. And I remember this happened with, um, uh, oh God, I'll never forget it. Jody and I were on the beach with friends and... Michael was in the water and one of the other dads was in with the kids and a current, all of a sudden, Michael could not get out. He was little and he just, you saw him stuck. And as I got up, the other dad charged over and scooped Michael up out of the surf and brought him in. And we just breathed a sigh of relief saying, thank God that that that, that happened. And, you're, and, you know, has this ever happened to you? I can't imagine that fear that must come over you that panic that 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 um frightening overwhelming surge of emotion that you're looking around you can't see your own kid i was at a jersey rest stop on the parkway um probably i mean now it's probably going back 15 years i'll never forget it i'll never forget a mom running through the rest stop screaming that she couldn't find her child and we hear about, you know, child trafficking and kidnapping. And, and sure, these things are real and happening. But sometimes it's as simple as kid goes into a door that you didn't see him go into or, you know, goes into the, the, the um, uh, you know, goes toward the wrong car, goes toward somebody that he thinks he knows. I mean, it's, it is so possible, you know, you got to watch your kids constantly. Now, the flip side is you've got some parents that, in crowded areas, put leashes on their kids. Now, I am 100% opposed to that. That is absolutely disgraceful to treat your kid like a dog. That said, what would you do and what do you do to make sure you don't lose your kids? And has this ever happened to you? All right, your call's coming up. 1-800-283-101.5 is my number. Have you ever had that fear or had a situation where your kid was out of sight and you weren't sure... What happened? 1-800-283-101.5-826. Eric Scott with the news next. Eight thirty nine on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spady. I want to thank Parks Casino and Sportsbook for sponsoring New Jersey Chime Time on the morning show. Um, let's get right back into it. So that kid got uh, fell into the hole. Collapsed in on him. Thankfully, Dad was able to pull him out. This happened at a Jersey beach uh, just a week ago. I don't know who's going to the beach, man. Was it really that nice to be at the beach in February? Anyway, it got me thinking about 
parents and a, a mom I saw distraught many years ago, and I don't know what happened. Um, you know, people helped her look for a kid. I don't know. It was at a rest stop in Jersey, but she was absolutely screaming and frantic and looking for her child. Um, and I wondered, you know, what do you do to keep your kids safe? And has it ever happened? Has your kids ever gone missing? Let's go to Jan in Jackson. Morning, hey, Jan. Bill. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. Congratulations on your daughter's wedding. Thank you. Appreciate that very much. It was a great time. What a what a great experience. Thank you. We're thrilled. I got to ask. You were in Vermont, but there was no snow on the ground in the pictures. Yeah, isn't that ridiculous? How ridiculous to have a wedding in Vermont in February. Now, for the kids, you know, my daughter in particular wanted to have snow, so it was in the pictures and everything. But the funny thing is, uh, for the parents, we're like, this is great. 50 degrees, easy travel, in and out. No delays, so I think we uh, I think we were blessed with fifty degrees and sunny for all the international travelers. So it actually worked out okay. We have more snow here. Amazing. Nuts, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, what do you think? So, so, so have you ever lost your kids? Just, unfortunately, uh, a couple years ago, we did a family trip down to Bahamas uh, to Atlantis. Yeah, and the water park there is awesome. If you've ever been, oh my god, Atlantis is ridiculous. Yes, it is. We've been there once or twice, and very cool place. So the the lazy river, there's yeah. about ten spots you can get off. Right, and we stood by one exit, not knowing that there were other exits, and our kids were about five, six, seven at the time went around, and they got off somewhere else and got completely lost. We were looking for them for hours. They went to security to a different one. They weren't communicating. We had no idea. We were in a panic. Uh, found wow. them eventually. They were crying. They didn't leave our site for the rest of the time. But we're going back. We're actually going to Bahamar this time. And I got air tags with little waterproof clips <laughs> that you can put in their bathing suits. So we'll be able to look on our phones and see exactly where they are the whole time. That is such school. a good idea. Jan, I love that. What did it cost you? Uh, it was like 80 bucks for the four pack and then like 12 bucks for the four pack of clips. So about a hundred bucks. And it just clips into their suits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. That, that is so, that now that's a way that technology goes from being oddly big brother into thank God we have it. Well, I mean, we know where they are, but I mean, who else knows where they are? So, well, that's, that's the, the thing. Issue. That's the, that, that is the issue. But I think if you limit the use to the a, a real life situation at a water park or on a beach uh, or in a crowded area, airport, whatever. Smart, smart. I love it. I think it's a great idea. I wonder how many other parents are doing that. Uh, well, my sister taught me this, uh, but she's got a little kid, so she's not doing it for him yet. But I, I was, I, you know, Jan. Someone told me the other day they're like, you should put one in your car because I'm the worst when I park in these public lots, whether it's the airport or. Big hotel where I just, I, you know, I, I have trouble. I always forget where I park my car. How many times have you walked around the lot? Like, where the hell did I park? And the air tag, you just put it up. You just walk towards your car. So great yeah, technology. The one's 25 bucks and then like a four pack for 85. I love it. Amazon. I love it. Hey, man, enjoy the trip. Have fun on the vacation. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Jan. Have a great I'll rest of your day. Bye. Take care. Let's go to Robert in Manville. All right. So. You got a you got a, a a lock situation at your house, Robert. Hey, yes, sir. <laughs> Tell so, me. Uh, so my son, uh, my wife's, I guess the middle child, 
And uh, when he was about four, um, he just, you know, he could reach the top lock. So he decided he was just going to unlock the door and walk out and (laughs) right in the middle of a party. And uh, we didn't know at first until the, uh, you know, we were out uh, looking for him, thought maybe he was hiding somewhere. Uh, All of a sudden, the girl down the street, uh, she was, you know, I guess a teenager or whatever. She ends up walking him back up to the door. Wow. No kidding. Yeah. Wait, and, now, and, how uh, mu- were you super angry at him? What was your was it relief plus anger? Uh, so, so that time I was uh, relieved. I wasn't really angry at him. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I just I never had a child. I, we have uh, five children, so I had never experienced that before. You know, and yeah. uh, so wow. So that led us to get a double sided key lock for the for the dead. <laughs> smart, really smart. Yeah. Do Do you leave a key in it? No, uh, not anymore. Uh, so, so uh, he, at that time, he was unable to use the door. But there was uh, a time more recently, about a year ago, his one of his older brothers um, went to go, I don't know, hang out with his friends. And he decided he wanted to follow him. So now he could unlock the door. He <laughs> unlocked the door and he ran. And this time we noticed he was gone. And this time I wasn't as nice, uh, yeah. I, you know, a little more disciplined <laughs> about it. Um we, luckily, he, he made it to the ice cream shop, and a teacher, not his teacher, but a teacher, happened to just ask him where his parents were, and uh, he was able to give his phone number and everything. Um, and they called you? They called us, and we were able to find them, and luckily, uh, we were able to get them. So. Wow. Oh, I would have been furious. <laughs> I can imagine, man. <laughs> yeah. So the double-sided key lock, there's your solution. All right, Robert, good to talk to you. Have a great rest of your day. Everybody else hang in there. My number, 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever lost your kids? Have you gone through that uh, panicked insanity of not knowing exactly where your kid was? And uh, do you like the idea of putting air tags on the kids? It's a pretty good idea. 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. 845 is the time. Traffic on by the next row. 852 on New Jersey, 101.5. I am Bill Spadia with it at 10 o'clock this morning. We're talking about whether you've lost your kids before. Uh, and what do you do to prevent that from happening? We'll start with Tara in Middletown. Wow, Tara, it's got to be especially hard with special needs kids, right? Good morning. How well, are you? I'm good. Thanks for asking. So it was the school that lost your kid. Yes, sir, it was. I got a phone call um, in the afternoon, and allegedly what their story is is that they were on the playground, and um, my son is nonverbal autistic. Hey. So if you hear him in the background, yeah. that's him. Yeah, and um, they were on the playground and a child was having a meltdown and uh, the teacher's aides along with the teacher were addressing that child and they were not paying attention to the other children. And my son was actually able to walk away wow. in the woods on the premises of the school, which was not fenced in. And I had brought that to their attention prior to us starting in the district because we had just moved in from a previous um, district in New Jersey. And they didn't understand or take my, you know, information seriously. And so he actually went through the woods, passed three swimming pools, and ended up in the back seat on a hot June day of a stranger's vehicle. Oh, my God. And he was found because the neighbor across the street said, called her and said, there's a little boy crawling into your car. And she went and found him and knew right away that he was nonverbal, autistic, and called the police. And they, when she called, they had already called the police, the school, and they had a whole search team looking for him. And now their fence is uh, put up at the Middletown School District property of the school to avoid any other child possibly eloping. 
That is amazing. So what 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 do you have any action after that? I mean, how long ago did this happen? Yes, so this happened, um, I want to say like five years ago, and now my son is on what's called Project Lifesaver, which is a program that is run by the Sheriff's Department. It's like a tracking device for special needs and elderly um, who wander. It looks like a little bracelet. Um, It's worn on him 24-7, and it's waterproof, and if he goes missing, they can um, send out a search team that can locate them. It is a free program, and you just have to go online and Google it and get more information. It's called Project Lifesaver. Project Lifesaver. So is it only for special needs kids? No, it's for also elderly people who have Mm -hmm. possible dementia who, you know, elope also. Wow, I'm going to look that up. I'm going to share that. Project Lifesaver. Is it a a federal program, or it's New Jersey? Um, No, it's known all over, and if you travel out of state, you can just let your um, local sheriff's department know, um, and they'll be able to pull up pictures of the person... So it's a 501c3. It's a nonprofit. Oh, now I got to look into this. Okay. This is, thank you. Wow. They have the stats on the front of how many people they have recovered. This is amazing. Yes. Wow. I'm so glad you called. Well, Tara, first of all, I'm so glad. What's your son's first name? Justin. Justin. Well, I am so happy Justin uh, is okay and was brought back to you. I mean, very scary, scary time. And uh, uh, thanks for sharing the story. All the best to you guys. Anytime. Have a great day. All right. Take care. Um, let's uh, do this. Kathy, I'm going to get to you first on the other side of the news. Uh, it's 856. Eric Scott with your news next. Nine ten on New Jersey 101.5. I am Bill Spady. I want to thank Parks Casino and Sportsbook for sponsoring New Jersey Chime Time every morning, every hour on the show. All right. Let's jump right back in. Hey, by the way, um, I'm going to have posted soon. I'm writing it now and Chris and Kristen will get it on the website, nj1015.com slash Bill Spadia, uh, a way for you to join the fight, 2024.com. That link will be, um, uh, that is your ability to join our fight to protect parental rights and continue the battle to push back against the propagandists and groomers in Trenton to restore education to education instead of pornography and sexually explicit materials. Um, There's also a way for you to help the moms who are being sued. Uh, It's very expensive, as you can imagine, to defend yourself when you're sued for defamation. Can you imagine a school library, a librarian, suing parents for defamation because they exposed the obvious, um, disgusting, and inappropriate material in the school library? I mean, you can't make this stuff up. So... Help them if you can. Uh, We'll have those links up very soon. Right now we're talking about whether you've lost your kid or not. Um, This happens that kid on the beach got got, uh, swallowed by the sand. Thankfully, dad was paying attention and got him out of there. Um, I was talking about the story of mom frantic and stressed and and dealing with all the the panic and fear that comes with uh, misplacing your kid at a Jersey rest stop. Sadly, I don't don't know the outcome. I, I pray that everything was okay. But I don't know what happened. This was probably 10, 15 years ago. Uh, has this happened to you? Let's start with Kathy and Howell. Morning, Kathy. Hey, good morning, Bill. Morning. How are you? I'm doing great. You know Thank the you. property over here. You've been over here. The uh, flower shop is right on the corner of mm-hmm. our house. Oh, yeah. I know the flower shop. Yeah. Yeah. My son is um, 28 now. But when he was like two or three years old, we were just moving in, unpacking. The land was, you know, a mess. And... uh he got out the front door 
which is only about 80 feet to uh, West Worms Road, which wow. is a pretty fast-moving street, and went over to the flower shop. And, and how old was he? He was like two or three. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. Scary. He just went, right? He just went to see daddy, you know? And Yeah, I he, get it. Was, and uh, I was working in the house. We had some workers in the backyard. And I started calling, Ian, Ian, I nowhere to be seen. Went out the front door, nowhere to be seen. Well, he went in the shop, which they thought he should be there. And um, so we made a rule that, you know, I would always walk him over or I would call and say he's coming and then watch him walk over. But that was the scariest thing. You know, your heart just stops. And um, so since then, we have a deadbolt on the front door, but we put a slide lock on the top of the heavy wooden door that he couldn't reach. And Oh, smart. um, Smart. Yeah. Now, how old is he now? Oh, he's 28. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) so that's going to be a grandkid rule someday, maybe. Right. Yeah, we've already got three little boys. Oh, that's great. Congratulations, Kathy. Well, look, that's uh, I, I think a lot of parents get into that mode. I, I always worry about the uh, the double key lock, thinking that, you know, I, my fear would be there's a reason to get out of the house quickly, and you'd have to be slowed down by that. So we had one of those in an old apartment. I just left the key in it. So I don't know if that, that probably defeats the purpose if the key can reach it, right? Most people do. Yeah. Have the key in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. I lose my keys all the time. It's a disaster. I'll be climbing out my own window to get to get to work. Ridiculous. <laughs> Thanks, Kathy. Have a great rest of your day. You take Thank care. You. Thanks. All right. It's 915. Other side of fast traffic against the weather. Your stories. Have you ever lost your kid? And what are you doing to prevent that from happening? Tips for parents. 1-800-283-101.5-915. Fast traffic. Instant weather now. Bro. 921 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia. So we're talking about lost kids. Jill Myra, this happened to you. Yeah, and it's horrifying. Who'd you lose? <laughs> Who you? My, my exhausting one, my Sean, my middle one. Yep. And, the um, middle one's always the problem. Yes, that middle child, man. <laughs> but we're at Columbus Flea Market. So you know how on, yeah. a, and on a Sunday, this is like a busy day at Columbus. And it was funny because, you know, I started yelling like, Sean, Sean. Well, next thing you know, everybody in that flea market was yelling Sean. It was like That's people funny. went into action there. <laughs> I oh love that. Oh my gosh. And you know, he was just like Where was he? He was just hanging around like going to get a soft pretzel or yeah, something. Yeah, you because know, on Sundays it's all like the used How stuff, old was so. he? Yeah, let's see. He was probably around eight. You know That's old enough to get into trouble. Yeah, and it was crowded, right? you know, and uh he didn't even have a care in the world. When I no. I'm like Sean everybody's yelling his name. He's like come right Do you ever remind him like how lucky he is to have you as a mom? <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while. <laughs> <No comment. laughs> All right, 9.22. So have you lost your kid? Let's check in with my friend Elizabeth Nader, who's got a story for us. Hey, Elizabeth, how are you? Hey, Bill, good morning. Um, remember when I called in and talked about the Statue of Liberty and that woman who found my oldest yes. boy? Yes. Okay. Well, same kid, different story. <laughs> and I got to tell you, I have like all morning you're talking about this. And I'm reliving it. My heart is racing. And Right, I'll bet. Oh, my God. It's like it happened yesterday. He was two years old, and it was like this time we had a ton of snow, freezing cold. We're in our house. So, you know, how much do I need to watch my kid in the right. house, right? right? So, and I'm upstairs with my newborn, and George is on the phone, and I come downstairs, and I looked out the front door, 
And I noticed my girlfriend had dropped off some uh, food from Trader Joe's for me. And I noticed the bag was open and it had fallen on the floor outside. And I thought, oh, my God, the door's open and Nicholas was gone. Oh, and we wow. couldn't find him anywhere. Now, he had no socks on. He had a sweater, <laughs> pants, middle of the winter, right? And oh, I wow. start screaming, running around the house. George doesn't know where he is. Nobody knows where he is. And literally, Bill, when I tell you the mom's listening right now, you have that same fear. It lasted for 30 minutes. We called the police. Wow. My husband got in the car and was driving up and down our busy street, going up and down driveways, thinking, dear God, if I turn a corner and see a little body, I'm just going to, you know, and I started thinking to myself, I'm not mom. I'm not mom on Lifetime TV. Like, I'm not mom. And it was the worst experience um we called all of our friends in that half an hour we could they came over started looking i tried to call my mom in florida i was so freaked out you want to call your mom right what's she gonna do i couldn't even dial the phone i couldn't remember her number you know this is back before we had stored numbers anyway long story short police came one of our friends went next door and our houses are far apart he climbed up a hill and there was my son eating a bag of chips (laughs) sitting on a snow-covered swing set and he said hey uncle jimbo two-year-old wow That's where he was so not a care in the world <laughs> no not a care in the world so my message to parents really really seriously guys don't do the double lock with the key because that's a fire hazard that's what i thought of right yeah it is it's what do you scary. do then can you imagine yeah so you put in this uh, someone else talked about it, the slide locks at the top of your doors yeah just, you know, don't wait for this to happen because you've heard this story now how many times this morning? Yeah. And um, it is frightening. No one wants to go through it. Don't wait. If you have young kids, put those in now. Elizabeth, you're at least the fifth story about kids walking out the front door. Yeah, just walking right? out the front door. I mean, it doesn't yeah. make us bad parents. We're not, we, we shouldn't have to watch them 24-7 inside the four walls of our home, right? Right. right. Um, so, yeah, do it now. But... Yeah, thank you for my whole morning now. My heart's been racing. I am sorry. I My apologies to you and all the moms out there that I have ruined your day by bringing this up. But I, we got a couple good tips. Like the um, uh, the Air... The, the, uh, what are the... The, um, uh, the okay. Apple... Th- Right, the AirPods, the AirTag, sorry, that that with kids on vacation, I love that idea. And the simple, you know, $5 slide lock that you put in with a couple of screws, top of the door. Great idea. I love it. Oh, real quick. Everything. He's he's 20 years old, Bill, all is well. (laughs) (laughs) All is well. Uh, Real quick, did the meeting location change? Yeah, the meeting location changed. Okay, I'll be there. All right, we'll see you later. I'll see you later. <laughs> Thanks, Elizabeth. Um, that is Elizabeth Nader. She heads up uh, our uh, Common Sense organizations. And, uh, you know, no matter where you are, who you are, it is the simplest thing to have a kid just walk out of your sight. So I love that backup for the slide lock at the top of the door. Kid can't reach it, and there's no fire hazard with that. Uh, all right, hey, on the other side, another uh, issue that we had here at the studio. Apparently, one of our colleagues almost burned the place down. We'll, we'll talk about that on the other side of the news with Eric Scott next. 47 by exit 57 on 295 North. 70 with road work in Pensacola eastbound and Cherry Hill westbound. In that spot, Haddonfield Road through to Route 38. 38 is slow westbound at Coles Road with right lane road work. New Jersey fast traffic sponsored by Mattress Firm. 
Dome is huge. Limited time savings on better sleep during Mattress Firm's President's Day sale. Shop in-store today and score a Sleepy's Queen mattress for only $89.99. Hurry, supplies are limited. Traffic every 15 minutes. Next report, 948 on New Jersey 101.5. Download our free app and take us with you wherever you go. Listen live 24-7 and get instant Garden State news, weather, and traffic from New Jersey 101.5. New Jersey 101.5, our own radio station. Not New York, not Philadelphia. Proud to be New Jersey. New Jersey 101.5. 938 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadio with you till 10 o'clock this morning. Talking Jersey, taking your calls. 1-800-283-101.5. So as I mentioned on the other side, we had a near catastrophe. Producer Kristen, what happened? Well, Eric, did you smell the quote-unquote fire outside of the studio? Yeah, I smelled something when I was See? walking down the hall. Yeah, so... so no, I don't smell anything in here. Well, you haven't left the studio. So I have fair point, <laughs> that, a fair that's point. That's why. Yep. Um, our co-worker, Gianna, who produces the morning show over at PST, uh, almost burned the building down. Wow. I mean, yeah. that's saying something. What now? And, and the, the Was there actual fire? No, not an actual fire, but there was a lot of smoke coming out of the toaster. Just to be clear, her yeah. dad's a firefighter. He sure is. You just uh, <laughs> just throwing it out there like that. So what 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 actually happened? She bur- she burned the bagel in yeah, the toaster. She just wanted to toast her bagel. She is it a toaster or a toaster oven? What do we it's have? It's a out toaster there? oven. It is. So yeah. I- I'm thinking, Eric, that if you're training someone to deal with a bagel fire, mm-hmm. fanning the flames not the proper. Protocol. Right. Well, is that right? I I just, I I heard her yell my name and I ran over there and I see her with a plate fanning the toaster oven and the smoke coming out of it. So, what'd you do? She goes, I burned my bagel. I said, Well, let's stop fanning it. Yep. Good. Okay. Good advice. We threw it out. How did you get the bagel out? Was it not hot? It was hot. We, We just went for it. How about that? It's motherly instinct. Yeah, that's what it is, right? So does it concern either of you that the fire alarm did not go off? Yes. Well, that's probably a good thing because we have an old-fashioned sprinkler system in this studio. You're kidding. (laughs) Can you... Right above your head. Yes, Look up. It is right above it's your right head. It's right above my head. I've never, in eight years, I've never noticed there's a sprinkler there. Eric, there's one above your head as well. Oh, that there's is also hilarious. one above Kathy's head. So I'm, look, I'm no engineer, but I'm told that water on all this sophisticated electronic equipment <laughs> would not be good. Is not a good thing. And it's old, so that means like the entire system might deploy. We have had times in this building and the panic. On the engineering staff yeah. and others, where for some reason, because it's right behind the wall in the newsroom, is the sprinkler system, and right. it's this big, giant red pipe that it charges itself. So if the if the alarm starts going off or it senses a problem, you can hear like the rush of water and the pressure <laughs> building in wow. that pipe, and that means that these sprinkler heads are about to go off. So when that happens... What's the, our protocol? Umbrellas? What, what's the... Uh, um, you know, that's a good question. Right? Should we have umbrellas Provided umbrellas. We should be yeah. provided umbrellas. Because I don't think it's a good idea yeah. that we be around wet electronic equipment either. Yeah. So you're saying the umbrella is useless. We should probably just, just depart. Yeah. I, I think I would just continue talking. 
Mm, yeah, you'd be the only one left in here. You think so? Yeah. Probably. At what point would the, the, the whole signal just go down if this equipment shorts out? Well, the signal would keep going. It just wouldn't be getting any sound from the studio. Because it could, we'd be wet. Yeah. So you'd be talking to yourself. We I'd had be talking a, to myself. That's yeah. my retirement plan anyway. That's, yeah, well, Jody's going to stick me in a corner somewhere. I'm like, no, 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 honey, keep talking. It's yeah, fine. You're, you're, you're <laughs> still, you're, you're, the you're still broadcasting. The show's going. You're doing a yeah, great job. Yeah, you're doing a great job. And by the way, they gave you 10 hours now. <laughs> just keep going. <laughs> How come we're not getting any calls? Um, we, we had a receptionist here years and years ago that almost burned the building down. She had gotten uh, a sandwich from, I think it was Arby's, because they're wrapped in foil. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, no. And she put it in the microwave. No. And it literally blew up the microwave. <laughs> and when we said, what are you doing? Don't you know metal can't go in a microwave? She goes, I know that. I turned the wrapper inside out. No. Oh, I mean, A for creativity. That's that's pretty good. Wow. Uh, mm. What did you say to that, Eric? She's not here anymore, is she? Oh, no, not for many, many yeah. years. I, that was one of the few times, I think, Bill, that I've actually been speechless because anything <laughs> that would have come out of my mouth would have been actionable by HR. Right. You, there's nothing you could say. She turned it inside out. I turned it inside out. That is that is a fantastic answer. <laughs> that is just fantastic. Well, thankfully, we are still here to talk about it. So is that the, so that's two and things come in threes. So it's only a matter oh, of time before. What was, what was two? Well, today, Gianna oh, with, yeah, the, yeah, with yeah. the toaster. Oh, oven. okay. Yeah. No, there's, uh, there's gotta be another one. There must be. Right? It'll happen there, on one of those other shows though. How do you, now I'm, I'm guessing Gianna's not, uh, not accustomed to, to preparing foods. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking she's eating out a lot. Because the toaster oven is, I mean, I look at it this way. There are there are directions, and now at least I know who they're for. If you look at the directions by the toaster oven, <clears throat> Producer Kristen, you've noticed this. It says, turn on, select toast, right. push start. Yet nobody reads that. But, but the idea that we needed it, I have mocked this for years. I'm like, how could we possibly need directions? Well, now I'm thinking yeah. so she didn't you, read it. What I think when I see stuff like that is, wow. Somebody was that stupid that they actually didn't. No, that's not a comment on Jana, but when you see these warning labels on products, yeah, that's of actually, course. You know, it's like yes, like the some, chairs have the right. warning not to lean too far yeah. back, right? right. Or somebody was actually neck. using a hair dryer in the bathtub, or you know, some, or something, right? Right. But it. I also think it goes to because Jana's a sweet girl, but I think it also goes to the reason we need to bring back home ec and adulting classes. Yes, you're not oh. learning. Like I that. just mentioned home ec the other day. I'm like, I remember, I mean, now look here, back in my day, I, I'm going to age myself again because I was a kid. I was in seventh or eighth grade when the microwave became a thing. Yes. And you learned how to use it in home ec, didn't you? Yes. And I remember yep. them, I'll never forget it, uh, now looking back because I can still see them uh, cooking an egg. But they cooked it in a styrofoam cup. Yep. And now I think about, the, God yeah, knows styrofoam. what toxins are being released yeah. into the egg. Yep. But they you scrambled an egg in a cup, yep. put it in the microwave, egg was cooked. And, you had an egg and I'm like, this is fantastic. I still but we learned like sewing, like how to repair Absolutely. things. Absolutely. Do you know that Guys I and girls, everybody. At home, I'm 53 years old. I still have at home a pot holder that I made in my middle school home ec <laughs> class. And I still use it. That's fantastic. Yep. I've got a potholder story, too, on the other side. This is from the Jim Walworth campaign. Oh, boy. Right? Was it was that against Kane in 81? Yeah. So I was, what, 12 years old, 11 years old? And my dad was raising money for Jim Walworth. And 
we had potholders that lasted until we sold the house. I mean, literally, we're yeah. in the house forever. Yeah. Ah, have you ever tried to burn the office down? 945, fast traffic, instant weather next. Narrow. 952 on New Jersey, 101.5. Good morning and goodbye. Time for me to get out of here. Um, I want to just direct you to the website, nj1015.com slash Spadia. A uh, classic moment yesterday showing that when we the people get mad and act, we have the power to impact change in government. It was a big victory yesterday. Look, it was a, it was a nice victory. The war's not over, but because of your aggressive calling of Senator Ruiz's office, Senator Zwicker's office, and many others who serve on, uh, others that serve on the education committee. Zwicker and Ruiz, as you know, pushing a bill that they're calling the Freedom to Read Act, which is nothing more than changing the criminal um, and legal codes so that librarians and school administrators who want to push sexually explicit materials on kids cannot be held accountable. It was a bad, bad bill, took away the power of the school boards to administer this and left something relatively undefined as harassment. So that could be construed as anything. And we already know that these uh, characters, these librarians will sue parents if given the opportunity. It's happening right now in Roxbury where uh, Kristen Cobo, who joined me, and uh, Christina Balistreri are... Two moms being sued by the high school librarian because they smartly pointed out that there were books that were completely inappropriate. I mean, you're talking about stuff that depicts adults and kids in sexual acts. Like, this is not good, not right, uh, wildly inappropriate. And the challenge is the far left comes at us and says, well, you want to ban books. And one um, in one case, a legislator in Kentucky compared these parents to Hitler. You know, banning books. It's, it's, it's not what's happening. Keeping pornography out of schools, keeping sexually explicit materials out of schools, keeping age-appropriate stuff to age-appropriate readers is not a ban on books. It's common sense. It's smart politics. So I want to thank uh, my friend Sean Hyland from the New Jersey Family Policy Council. I want to thank my friend Greg Quinlan from Garden State Families. Uh, leading the charge, and I want to thank, of course, Kristen Kobo and all the other moms out there who have stood up for common sense, told the legislature to back off and protect parental rights. Now, we're not done yet, but I've got two links there. One, that you can join me in this fight, and two, you can help uh, Kristen and her uh, fellow moms raise the legal funds they need to defend themselves against this egregious assault on parental rights coming from certain librarians, school administrators, and legislators. Uh, go to nj1015.com slash Bill Spadia. And guys, I'll see you tomorrow at 6. Thanks for listening to the Bill Spadia Show on demand. Don't forget to check out the latest online from Bill Spadia on our free app or nj1015.com. Music.